Kia ora whanau and welcome to another episode of Get a Job and Get Healthy with Costas Enterprises. I am your host, Alex Costas, um, and just want to say a huge thank you to everybody. Um, I must have had a whole lot of new listens because yesterday um, uh, someone must have downloaded all of my episodes because someone listened 74 episodes in one go, which is crazy. Um, so today's episode is going to be kind of like a, a kerfuffle of a whole lot of different things. Um, one of the things I'm going to talk about is something that I've discovered with my podcast itself. Um, uh, and also talk about potential monetization uh, of, a po- of a podcast and whether or not you should give it a go. Um, as well as... I went and did something funny where I went and went back to my old Threadless um, and just tried the upload process again just to see if it would work and I'm going to tell you about my experiences there. But before we get into all of that, uh, let us start off with the fun, fun stuff which is if you want to get in touch with me, please feel free to email me doncostas at gmail.com alternatively you can go to my website costasenterprises.business.blog you can follow me on twitter at the kiwi don you can follow me on instagram at the kiwi don now my email and my address and my website have all been updated and should hopefully appear in the show notes now as well Uh, when you click this uh, if you click that you want to go to my website it will take you directly to my website which is quite cool Um, now this is this is my personal blog website, not my Redbubble site that I keep talking about. My Redbubble site is accessible through that, um, and you can go through there through my print-on-demand shops as well. So, let's get into the, the fun things. Monetization and my podcast. Basically, I this will show you how... You know, even though I'm quite tech savvy normally, um, I never actually thought to do this, but I was able to log in uh, to my main website for my podcast. Um, I I record all of these podcasts on my phone through an app, uh, which is the Anchor by Spotify app. Um, And it's very much, very simply just, you know, press a button, it automatically starts recording. So, you know, you get some things where you can see what where your podcast is being shown and all that sort of fun stuff uh, as well as you know who is connecting to your podcast uh, and if you listen through Spotify I get those details about who listens from Spotify um, I very very want to say a huge thank you um, because of that person or, or people or whoever listened yesterday to 74 of my um, episodes. It means that now I've got over 1.4 thousand listens on my podcast through this platform, which is just shocking. Um, and I've been doing this for just over a year. Um, I started basically when we first went into lockdown for COVID uh, in back in sort of March of 2020. And so it's been over a year now, obviously, um, close to two years very shortly um, in a couple of months. So yeah, it's been quite surprising to see this grow and get that many listens and and just be completely shocked. Um, but as I said, I used to just log in through the app. Now it's not a simple you know process to get into your dashboard and all that sort of stuff. 
um, you got to go into the actual website and I managed to get into the website and I was like oh what's my password what's my I, I went through the whole procedure and then when I was in my dashboard uh, one thing that popped up was you can get monetized and I was like really so I was quite surprised by this and it made me sort of look and think a bit more about you know whether or not I should be doing monetization if I was able to now I have looked into it a bit more deeply at the moment I will not be doing monetization um, through anchor um, because of the simple fact that it is actually only available to people in the United States so if you are in the United States and you do have a podcast through anchor um, as long as you have 50 listens then you can actually apply to get monetized and there's different levels of your monetization you can create a podcast that you, you create the ads um, you choose when the ads are in there and all that sort of stuff and when those ads are played and listened to then you get potentially uh, a payment of I think I think you get a payment every thousand listens um, to that maybe that episode I don't know I'm not exactly sure how that part works they didn't really go in depth into it but there's other options where you can you know then have your podcast mentioned through Spotify for example so you create an ad for them um, it, it sounds like it's done by them uh, and is no cost to you um, but there's only certain things that you can sort of do with that then there's one by basically creating episodes or um, a subscription service to your podcast I'm telling you right now, I will never do that for my podcast. I want my podcast to be free for the most part. Um, if I do throw in an ad every so so often, um, like every episode, if there was like a 30-second ad, would that be okay? Like, uh, as I said, at the moment, the monetization is not yet in Spotify. However, there are other op opportunities and other things that I could look at. Um but if there was sort of like an overwhelming respect from my 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 Fano, you guys, my family, then you know I wouldn't want to put that on people um, because you know at the end of the day I want this to be preferably free. Um, but as you guys know, I do talk about passive income, and this would be exactly that. It would be a way of creating passive income. Um, if I did find a way to monetize this podcast I would of course be completely open and transparent like I do with my Redbubble like I do with my business and all that sort of stuff I would tell you what I think how much it costs whether it's worth it or whether it's not worth it um, but at this stage it is not available through Anchor for me because I live in New Zealand as you guys know so yeah it's just been a really interesting thing but the other thing that I wanted to talk about is when I went into the actual um the, the dashboard or the hub should I say for Anchor I noticed there were a whole lot of other things so it showed that my podcast was available on sort of eight um, platforms um, but they hadn't been connected so I'd never connected them and including like Apple Podcasts for example so now you should be able to search Apple Podcasts and find my um, find my and listen to my podcast through that um, instead of just Spotify or Anchor or however you're listening. So I added a couple of different um, different things. Now, usually when you use Anchor, it will send your details off and send it off to other people, um, and your your podcast will get out there. It will, it will sort of do the other mediums. 
um, which I think mostly had been done. But when you go into the dashboard and you start looking at sort of like where you can put these things, when you go to those websites, you actually have to sign up and go into those websites specifically. Um, so yeah, that was quite a cool little experience. I'm still still learning all about it, but it is cool to see different analytic data. Like um, I managed to go into the Google podcasts uh, and realize that, you know, there's only been like four listens of uh, my my um, podcast there, and three of them were all from the same episode. So it was quite it was quite interesting to see that sort of data. Um, and it, it, as I've talked about before about analytics, Google Analytics for your Redbubble is huge. So I could see people that are looking at if you do have your own podcast or you're thinking about starting your own podcast don't do an Alex, um, go in and try to get into your dashboard early. Um, another one is Breaker, and Breaker said that they will host it, um, which is another podcast streaming service, I believe, um, and by them hosting it, they will also possibly open up monetization to me that way as well. So I'm looking into that. Um, I am very interested to see how all this sort of thing works. As I said, I've been doing this for over a year. I have, to me, it doesn't cost money. Um, you guys know I'm pretty raw, which is why sometimes the audio sounds weird. Um, if I was to take this very, very seriously, um, to the point where I wanted to create a better mic and a better system, like there are ways to do it. Um, at this stage, I'm going to stick to what I know, which is this, um, because, you know, I want my podcast to feel a bit raw because I do talk raw. I, I, I do put the ums and all that stuff, which I could, you know, edit out if I had an editor and I wasn't using the phone. Because I will tell you right now, using the phone to edit um, your podcast through Anchor app is not the easiest. Um, however, that said, there are options available to you if you want to do things. Um, and it could be that it's just because my fingers are too fat that it's a little bit harder to sort of cut and, uh, and edit the parts that you want to get rid of. With one of my first podcasts, I tried to do that and I lost about 45 minutes of what I was talking about. So I went back and had to re-record in my own thoughts what it was that I was doing and hoped like hell I didn't screw it up when uh, it went to two different parts. So yeah, there there are sort of advantages and disadvantages by doing it this way. So I will look into the whole monetization thing purely as a idea first and thinking about how you do it um, and whether or not it's actually easy. Because um, if it is easy and you guys have something that you're passionate about, guess what? Anchor is a great way to start off um, a podcast. Like literally anybody can talk, do it. Um, press a button, start recording, start talking, done. That's you. You know, so definitely do think a bit about it, um, especially if you are looking at a podcast. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is basically talking about how I uploaded something to Threadless again. Now, while I was looking at all this stuff that I was doing through the podcast, I started thinking, I, I, I noticed that some of my biggest episodes um, are all about Teespring and about me reviewing Teespring versus Threadless versus Redbubble. That is had the most plays. It's had about 79 plays. Um, 
from different people. So I started thinking, well, what I might start doing is just to whet your appetite a little bit, I will go back and see what it's like to upload things. And originally, before I recorded this episode, my plan was to first um, try Threadless and, and also try Teespring and you know, give you the idea of whether or not which one's better and which one's worse um, compared to Redbubble. Um, I, at the moment, have not yet done the Teespring one, so I might do that next week, um, and then I'll give you guys an update on how easy it is, how uh, hard it is compared to, you know, Redbubble and all that sort of things. Um, I've previously talked about the pros and cons of each. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys when it comes to Threadless. The only reason I decided to do that is because I saw that they were, you know, they sent me a, they sent me emails almost every couple of days going, hey, look, there's a sale. Hey, look, there's a sale. Hey, look, your things are going on sale. I was like, okay, cool, cool. I'll have a look. Now, back when I first started Threadless, Threadless was the first print-on-demand system that I used. And I'm not going to lie, the, you know, some of the t-shirts that I wear every day are from Threadless, from my designs. And they are very, very high quality. Like, Threadless is a t-shirt company, usually. Like, very, very high quality. So, I wanted my designs to be good. So, I picked a design that I had created before, and I uploaded it. Unfortunately, (laughs) and here comes the unfortunately, they have not updated their upload system in over a year year and a half it is they may have added new products um but for the ease and simplicity of doing what they say which is you know grab a design upload it and do it that way it's very very hard now that said one of the things i do like about threadless despite them giving you your own shop like Redbubble kind of does there's not as much customization when it comes to Redbubble you have a lot more customization of your actual um, shop itself and also the pricing you still can't uh, adjust the pricing so a t-shirt might cost like you know $29 you might get $5 out of that for each t-shirt which is still not bad um the one thing that Threadless does do well is quite simply they also do the tags, which is the same as Redbubble. Um, so there's a good way of being able to find things. However, the thing that they don't do well is the upload process itself. Is you upload the design, when you go to actually want to add products, it's a, it's not the easiest thing because the one thing that you want to sort of upload it to is t-shirts like that is the main reason you're uploading to threadless Um, and it's easier to upload your design to other products than it is to upload your designs to threadless you've got to go in click each one add each color for each individual type of t-shirt now they have a lot of t-shirts different types of t-shirts for men for female for kids and it's not a simple click this button and everything gets applied like it used to be they changed it and now you've got to go in you can click all to apply each color set for each individual type of t-shirt but you still have to add that t-shirt when you're uploading everything so that is where Redbubble wins Redbubble wins all day because automatically as soon as you upload give it a few minutes 
then your product is on all of these different designs, um, different products, and you can see them and adjust them quite easily. Now, the one thing Threadless does do well when it comes to t-shirts, we already, as I've said, I already talked about the quality. The quality is impeccable. It's amazing. The prints uh, on some of my ones that I wear at the moment are still pretty fresh, despite being worn, you know, once a week, every week for over a year and a half. Um, you know, they're clean. The lines are still tight. There's been no rips. There's no nothing like that. So quality of the t-shirt, quality of the printing, I'm not, I'm not disputing at all. But when you're wanting to upload a shop, if you're doing a small shop, it makes sense. But if you're doing a new shop and uh, and you want to upload, you know, you want to take as much as you can, it gets really tedious. I did one design and I was like, that's right. That's why I, I stopped coming to Threadless because it was, you know, when I was hitting 500, you know, designs that I wanted to upload, it would take forever. It's not simple. It's not user-friendly. Um, there are certain products which you basically just have to leave blank unless you're going to upload a specific another version of your uh, your image that fits that size. So when it's to Redbubble, if you make your design ten thousand by ten thousand pixels, then you know you you can resize it, make it bigger, make it smaller on almost any product. When it comes to Threadless. You might have like your toddler, you know, onesies and those designs will go fine. But then when you want to put on leggings, you have to upload the leggings template. If you want to put it on a drawstring bag, you've got to upload the drawstring template, which means that you have to go in and make duplicates of the same file that you're doing, change the size, make them so that they fit the actual um, the print themselves. Now, I get why they do it. They do that because it is such a high quality Um and if you are doing it, you want to do it correctly. But when you want to create a shop like Print On Demand, that, like what I do, then you actually don't want to be spending all of your time updating and changing products. Now, there is a real school of thumb that thinks that you shouldn't have that many products applied. Um, and quite simply, if you start sort of restricting your designs of what it is that you've got on those products... Even with Threadless, then what you will find is you will start to, um, you will miss out on sales, quite simply, because someone might be like, oh, oh, I really would have liked that on a hoodie. Oh, there's no hoodies here. Oh, and as opposed to Redbubble, where you can basically click, you know, all of them are all automatically selected uh, pretty much um, from the start. So you don't have to do anything. You just have to resize the image, make sure it's within the within the picture um, of, you know, whether it's a t-shirt, whether it's a hoodie, whether it's a leggings, or whether it is an, an iPhone case. Like you just resize your image so that it looks good. So yeah, it was it was it was sad because you know there are some things where. The one good thing that I will say about Threadless is you can customize things like, you know, if your design has maybe four different parts to it, um, and maybe you've got a front image, you've got a different image on the back, and maybe you've got images on the sides, uh, on the arms, for example, that is perfect for Threadless. Like, if that's your if that's your thoughts and that's the kind of product you want to create, seriously do consider Threadless, because Threadless specializes in that sort of thing. But if you're just wanting a simple design 
on a t-shirt or a hoodie like yes you will get good quality you won't get the the main profit that you want that's that's another big problem you don't set any profit margins at least with teespring at least with redbubble you can set a markup um and with threadless you get told what the markup is and i'm going to tell you right now most items have like a five dollar profit for you which is good if you buy if, if someone's buying like you know 20 20 spreadsheets you might you know 20 sweatshirts then you're going to get you know 20 times five you know but otherwise you're pretty much getting nothing um like when i was looking at it originally it was something stupid like 1.7 percent profit which is penance and unless you're doing mega sales of a really popular design which unfortunately with threadless there's not much you can do because even though they have their own sort of marketplace it's nowhere near to the same scale as redbubble or teespring as it used to be now teespring has of course changed and that's part of the reason why i haven't yet done teespring because i basically have to recreate my shop uh and add something to the shop um because otherwise there's nowhere for it to actually sit uh which is a bit of a bit of a bummer um but i understand why they did that they basically changed from teespring to spring uh and they're promoting their stuff to content creators basically so if you're a content creator maybe you've got your own youtube and you want to create your own merch um, that links in through that site you can do that through spring now they do make it usually pretty easy to do that sort of thing um, and i commend them for for changing their uh changing their way that they do things because you know it's it's changing with the times the amount of creators content creators out there youtubers um instagram influencers and stuff like that that might have their own brand that want to create their own shop and have their own print on demand stuff which is still very high quality like one of my masks that i use is from teespring and it's still fantastic um like it still works even after all this time you know and i wear that mask every day so each has their own sort of positives and negatives and as i said if you are creating sort of long sleeve sweatshirts or long sleeve hoodies where you want something going down the side of the arms and something on the back and something on the front as well different images then yes you know what put the time in go with threadless but do be mindful that you are potentially shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to monetization because you're not going to get much money unless you you sell everything and while there is a audience on threadless it's not a huge audience so you would want things to go to their marketplace but their marketplace as i said it is big it does get some traffic but nowhere near the traffic that you would get on redbubble or spring as it used to be so overall my comments are a year and a half on it was still painful to upload through Threadless. Um, and I, I only uploaded one design, and it took me about 20 minutes um, to go through all of the little changes, all of the little, do I want this color? Do I want that color? Um, in the end, I ended up going through, swapping all my colors and going apply all to all of the ones that I had. But I had to do that to each, every single product for... Um, for my uh, 
design that I'd created. And then you have to publish it as well. So, yeah, it wasn't exactly the... I, I was hoping that in this time that they might have changed it, made it easier for users. Um, also, I checked into the shop to see if you could change much in the shop. Unfortunately, there's not been that much change in there either. So, yeah, unfortunately, still a little bit disappointing um, with Threadless. I always had hoped that they would sort of jump back, given that, you know, their quality is amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie, their quality of their t-shirts, really crisp, really clean, um, printed fantastically. Uh, I've had no real issues with any of the products that they've got. Like, I, I, I got a cup from them, and the cup still you know, goes through the dishwasher every day, hasn't washed off at all, hasn't scratched, um, even the inside of the cup is fine, so yeah, it, it's such a shame, because it's really high quality stuff, but the fact that you still have to upload, and it it's not a simple process, it's not like a, I'll add this, then I can quickly add another one, then I can quickly add another one, you know, it is made to be a shop of someone that has direct access to their own website and they want to forward people to that shop but if they're going to do that then they could also look at going through spring um and doing it that way or the printify shopify method would be the other way and that way they have full control over the products that they create and ship out and stuff so yeah a bit of a shame but yeah, I, I, I am looking forward to trying out Teespring, uh, or Spring, should I say, uh, hopefully in the next week. And I'll give you guys a heads up of, you know, what I what I created. With this one, I created the footlong hugs one that I originally did for Teespring. Um, and I did this on a fast computer as well, so I was hoping it was all going to work. But yeah, unfortunately, it was just one of those, uh, one of those times when it just didn't, nothing changed and I remembered very quickly why I stopped going there because of it so yeah a bit disappointing but what can you do so coming up um, as I said I, I would love to hear from you doncostas at gmail.com uh, my email that's d-o-n for nike c-o-s-t-a-s at gmail.com um, feel free to flick me an email, uh, flick me an email, ask me something, um, don't be afraid to ask me anything, you can also, um, let me know about the monetization, like, would you be okay with, if I did, like, try to go down that monetization path for the podcast, uh, it would still be my voice doing the ads, most likely, but would that be something that you'd want, um, how much would be too much, like, contact me, let me know, I would really love to hear from anybody, if you have any questions for me, let me know, um, you guys know that I talk about passive income, I talk about health, I talk about men's health, I talk about um, Redbubble, I talk about other passive income like shares, I talk about CV recruitment, um, CVs and recruitments, anything like that, I am happy to help. And for now, I would say a big thank you. And I love you guys, as always. I 
really look forward to opening up my podcast to other audiences so if you are listening for the first time welcome um i hope you stick around and listen to other episodes uh and if you're a long time listener i just want to say again thank you i really appreciate you um and another thing that happened to me is just before i finish i um had a thousand uh a a thousand subs on my instagram uh a thousand followers so quite quite surprised um really really happy um so yeah feel free to pop along to at the kiwi don and, and follow me there and and yeah i'd really appreciate to hear from you as always guys good luck and i love you and i will talk to you next week